comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 344 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is Russ. and this episode, I am joined by Aaron and Rich. Um, slight little addition in the front here. We had a bit of a technical issue with the recording, um, and the first very few minutes uh, of the recording were lost. So we kind of join uh, slightly at the at the beginning of the podcast. So apologies for the uh, the jarring intro, um, but I thought I'd just let everybody know what happened up front. So um, stay tuned and listen ahead. Oh, the fact that they're the option of leaving makes sense, but it's not exactly the easiest thing to do. So, like, fair enough show. Try to give well, some kind of satisfaction. And taking over the tower of a crazed madman who is drunk on his own imagined power with idiot yesmen supporting him surrounded by emotive walkers isn't easy either. So I'm just saying is, you know, one is probably certain death while the other one is... Maybe death. I mean, you know, Rick and the gang had to deal with the can't see. Rick and the gang had to deal with a you know a guy with a bat where they're just like, oh, why don't we just pack up and move to a different city? They didn't do that. I mean, and there wasn't a nuke blocking them. <laughs> like, and I, mean, I that was an argument I had at that time myself was leave, <laughs> get away from them. Shit. I don't know. I hear you. True. I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of. <laughs> what else you gotta do? <laughs> it's gonna I don't know, as many missions as they've all been taken out into the Fallout Zone for survival items or sneaking around or whatever the hell they're doing, how about you just pack up one time and take that in and just go north and just to, go to all be, the to, way north? To be fair, every time they do go on a random mission to go find a thing, it like turns into disaster in like five minutes. So it's like they can't get five steps away without having some problem go on. That's because they're <laughs> always doing idiotic things by themselves or with I don't think their sense of idiocy would decrease all of a sudden if they started leaving. <laughs> I'm just saying is if if you have the strategic mind to create a plan to take that tower from the idiot madman for I don't know why when you could take that same brain power and form a strategy to exit the fallout zone somewhat safely. I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but it just seems like option A is nuts while the other one is just a certain bit crazy. Here's the other thing, Rich. I don't know. Uh, you know they've only hinted at this, but I'm pretty sure the tower can turn into a giant mega maid and vacuum up all the radiation fallout so then they can be clear. But the door well, to do that, they have to actually get inside the tower. So. 
Well, if they would just tell us that, <laughs> well, at least give they gotta, us some kind of a hint. It's playing the long that, game. And it would make sense. I mean, it's playing maybe the long there's game. like, you know, some kind of a hidden kaiju in the basement, you know, that they're going to take out and wipe up all the undead on the planet. But they haven't told us that. All they've told us is there's a madman keeping people basically hostage around a moat of zombies, and if you just slightly piss him off, he throws you off the roof to join said herd of zombies. Hey, just don't have Ooh. a walk. Just don't have a walkie-talkie under you. I don't understand what's appealing about that. I don't. I don't understand how this tower is so much safer than everywhere else. I mean, the it's other still the, in a radiation zone. It's get, still got radiated walker. It just doesn't make sense. It does not seem like the prize they should be striving Rich, you got you got to look at this in Snowpiercer terms. Sure, the back and the front seem like a lot of drama is going on, but in the middle, that's money. <laughs> Touche. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, while while all this throwing of bodies is going on, uh, we find out that John Dory is kind of practicing his uh, speech in front of June as far as like how he's going to start positioning himself. Um, we see that Charlie is clearly not doing well. She's very much worse for the wear. Uh, the radiation poisoning is is definitely getting to her. Um, and. Uh, June tries to convince John to not be like his son, like not to, you know, um, n- not throw himself at this like, uh, like, like uh, his son did. Mm-hmm. Um, they find another walkie-talkie, um, and this one is in Howard's room, <laughs> and John sees this as his way in. So this is how he's going to. You know, getting good with uh, with Strand and form a rift between him and Howard, because at this point, John feels like he needs to to kind of worm his way in and push Howard out. Um, no, obviously, the second Howard gets a walkie talkie under his bed, I'm like, OK, someone put that there. And it's more than likely John. <laughs> like, that's the only thing that was going through my head. It was obvious. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's convenient. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So after the cold open, we, we come back and they're this time they're holding Howard over the edge of the building. Um, and he's trying rain. to, it's very dramatic in the rain. Yes. Yes. The lot of, yes, the rain for the whole episode. Um, and he tries to convince Strand that he's been framed. Like, you know, he's been there from the beginning. He's been on his side. He's done everything he needed. You know, why would he be part of this resistance and why would he be going against them? And, and, um, so he holds off from throwing him over the top. It's um, it's a little annoying because it's like I get that he's like unhinged, but Strand's not dumb. <laughs> so it's like I don't I don't I don't no. know what the gain is that he's like. Let me throw the guy the one guy that absolutely seems loyal to me. Like like immediately hold him to the fire in the same way as everyone else. It's like okay, get it together, Strand. It, especially given how suspect strand is about every like everything is suspect right so why would he not think that somebody yeah, he's, he's a con man that's his thing like yeah, he yeah. should know like a con from a con it's like right the, my my number one loyal guy happens to get a walkie-talkie under his bed yep well he nothing, nothing fishy great, about this 
he did show great appreciation to Dory Sr. at the end, you know, <laughs> like game recognized game. But at the same time, I was just like, he immediately, he's gone. I, we all know he's unhinged. Like there's very little hinge left, but what little hinge is left in, in Strand immediately just thinks, oh, the guy who's been my yes man and has been up my ass for months now suddenly betrayed me by having a walkie hidden under his bed or dresser or wherever the hell it was. It just made no sense. Zero sense. I'm like, he should have at least given him some kind of a formal, some kind of trial thing, not just oh, be I like... Mean, he basically does. <laughs> it's just like in the worst way possible. Yeah. That, that, I, you know what I'm saying. Though. I know, yeah, yeah. Some sort of reasonable where he could reasonably state a case not being held in the rain over a moat of zombies 12 stories down or whatever. Just saying. Strand, like Russ said, Strand's smarter than that. Um, so Strand wants John Dory Sr. to get to the bottom of what's going on. If if, if there's some you know shenanigans going on, he wants him to get to the bottom of it. So as this is happening, the phone starts ringing, John gets it, and Mo is gone. And Howard says, uh, you know, I'll go after her. You know, clearly he... he is able to convince Strand, like, hey, that wasn't me. Like, obviously, I was up here. Like, you, you've, we've all been here. So clearly, I'm not the one that that took Mo. Um, and it, it, so every time they talk about this baby, it's called Mo, and I forget for a second because you have Mo Collins on this show who calls, do this, who yes. calls Morgan Mo, and then yes. there's a baby that not technically belongs to anybody that goes by Mo, and it's like I, it feels like I have to do like three degrees of separation before I like oh yeah that's right the baby's name is Mo. Yes, every time I I, I do the same thing when it's Mo, I just me, my brain just thinks Mo Collins. Yeah, Mo Collins, yeah. Mo, Mo's missing. Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. Um. So at this point, Strand, yeah, yeah. Strand has John Dory go behind Howard's back to find her too. So he's like, Howard is trying to like, hey, I'm gonna get the baby back. I'll I'll do this and then prove to you that I'm I'm loyal and kind of as an opportunity to stay his ex, you know, just to save his own skin. But obviously, Strand is wanting to cover all his bases, so he has John Dory. Go go this too, and then we get this montage sequence of of John Dory like interviewing everyone, asking them you know on the same question. I like when they get to when they get to Wendell and exactly. Like, you think I can hide, hide, hide a baby? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of funny, but yeah, he goes through and you know is trying to interview everybody. Um, He's got that secret baby hatch underneath the wheelchair. Yes. yes. Yeah. All wheelchairs have a secret baby hatch. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're standard now. Um, uh, Gene says that uh, Strand knows that uh, if Mo is is not there, if Mo's gone, then they then Morgan and crew are not going to siege the tower. That basically Mo is kind of the insurance policy. Now, why Grace and the rest of them wouldn't be an insurance policy, I don't know. But, um, but the baby specifically, she says. And then this is part of the whole like June kind of coyly's like, well, uh, you know, John starts to piece it together that she's part of the resistance, um, and 
that she knows what's going on, but June still is kind of playing coy with the whole, I didn't say I was part of the resistance, but you know, this is you know clearly what's going on. And then June says she didn't plant the walkie talkie. Like it wasn't her. So, um, John Dory goes back up to talk to Howard and he's got a ton of, you know, again, they've been collecting all these artifacts and historical pieces. And we kind of got the impression you know, that Howard was into history and, and yeah. you know, things like that. That's where he was living. Like the tower is like a museum or whatever. For yeah. When Stram first got there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We get, so we find whole, out, we get a lot of exposition about Howard here. And that's the play where I'm like, Oh, so Howard's going to die this week. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we find out that, you know, there's a picture of Howard, his wife and his son. And John asked him about it. And he's like, no, they left me before everything went to hell, like before the the world fell the first time is, I think, what he actually says. And he talks about you know being this historian and, you know, they talk about the, the memo that that Travis had uh, with the Alamo. And he's like, oh, but there was another document that, you know, that I discovered. And, you know, they go on and on. And then he he says that he forged it. So he was traveling all the time and had all this stuff. And then when he turns out he forged it and he was just turned into nothing but a fraud. His wife and his, his wife took his son and then left. His, his wife immediately left him. It's kind of funny as far as the, 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 the circumstances of what happened. It's like, you forged this fake letter. Uh, we're through. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah. That poor guy. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it's just like, that was it. That was the straw. <laughs> And let me tell you. Oh, no, I get it. But as somebody who is who values history a lot, that would piss me off. Oh, no, it's a shitty thing to do. And and I would be like, your wife leaving you is the least of what should have happened to you. People. The other thing is people in Texas take Texas history very seriously. Exactly. (laughs) When you're in school in the seventh grade, you take an entire class for the whole year on Texas history. So um, you take more Texas history than you do American history in the Texas educational <laughs> system. It, it's just it's and what the, little it, American history they give you is mostly been whitewashed. So, yeah, Texas has very, very particular things about their history. It's just funny in the scheme of things, like everything that's gone on in this apocalyptic society. And Howard's like, yeah, I lost my family because I forged a letter. <laughs> she left <me>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fairly, fairly mundane. Where's scene. your family? Well, they were eaten alive, and one became a zombie. I had to shoot him in the face. What happened to you? I forged a letter, and they left me, so I don't know what I'm going on anymore. Yeah. So, so yeah, he kind of gets his this. Goal. That's his goal. He yeah. wants his family to come back to him. He hopes the tower will do it for him. Yes, yes. He hopes that's what what Strand is building. Um. So uh, June, at this point, takes John Dory where she's hiding Mo. So apparently Mo has been in the basement in this container, like just just there. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say if I'm hiding babies, the dark basement where zombies lurk around is probably not my first go-to choice. Uh, probably not. No. Um, Fa- babies that are famously quiet, of course. Oh um, yes, probably of not the best place to hide the baby. Well, you have to understand it from the zombie standpoint. Go on. I mean. If they were to sit there and instantly ravage this small brain of this baby, I mean, it would have a little bit of nourishment and it would be ultra fresh. But at the same time, they can fatten the baby up, you know, and let it grow a little and then eat it. Not where I thought this was going, but okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't, you have to think of everybody's perspective. So they got the baby. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> yeah. So they're in the basement, the flooded portion of the basement. Um, and of course, then things go completely sideways. Um, the basement start, you know, it, a big flood wave crashes in. June gets knocked to the side. This gate falls where she can't get out. John Dory Sr. has to get to to her. Um, and John Dory ends up taking Mo, and you know he 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 needs June's help because he wants to cement his legacy. Um, um, and and he turns. This is where he he tells. So he turns to June and lifts up his shirt, and he's got some pretty nasty radiation burns. So he he's basically in the same spot that Charlie is in. He knows that he's he's not. He doesn't have much time because yeah, he it, he. But but as opposed to you know a a young teenage girl who has no energy whatsoever, John, a sixty plus year old man, has been yes. running around the tower with guns and fighting yes. off zombies with no, breaking no sweat whatsoever, despite the, the horrible radiation damage that he has going he's going through right now. Yes. Yeah, he, but it was in the script, so there you go. <laughs> I have uh, another question, and this is just a scientific thing here. But go on. If you're in a and I, I don't really don't know, but if you're in a fallout zone of radiation from nuclear, you know, just the whole thing, and it starts raining, and that raining starts to flood into a basement, would that not be like extremely radiated water? No, as we all know, uh, Rich, when you wear pants high enough, water can't get past it. <laughs> but what about if their socks aren't on? Well, <laughs> good thing they're always wearing boots. True. True. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just curious because I'm just trying to figure out where are they getting fresh water. I can't begin to speak about this, but I mean, I have no idea. Water, maybe it, like it works as a, you know, a way to dissolve. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I have no idea. They, they they should all be very sick. Is my take from all of this? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, th- that's. I, I don't exactly think the air purifiers were running twenty four seven in that tower. So. No, I don't think everything's aligned with lead either. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, they they end up getting to where they can they pull part of the gate into this little alcove and they hide while the the zombies are are rushing in and they're worried that there's going to be another kind of deluge to come at them. So Jane calls Grace um, to to come help them. So, again, plot thickens, right? So obviously, not that it's a big surprise, but Grace is a part of this underground as as well as June. Duh. (laughs) Duh, yeah. Um, So as they wait, of course, Strand and Howard show up with a bunch of goons. They ran into Grace on the elevator on her way down and kind of put two and two together. Poor plan. That should have been immediately. Let's call Strand and tell him we found the baby. We don't know who we've put it here, but we found it or yeah. something like like any yes. number of options were better than what they had. And by the way, this whole sequence, I like the set. Like it looks cool. There's even a cool shot where like the camera goes like along the water and then goes back up to John and that like it's like okay, there's stuff they're trying some things here. But it could it like it felt like it, we were down there forever. Like John was like every ten seconds, like I gotta sacrifice myself. You do what you yeah. can, and it's like. And then, you know, rinse and repeat 25 more times. Like, 
I get it, John. Okay, like, you, you want to like have yeah. a good legacy or whatever. Aaron, in storytelling, that's called foreshadowing. <laughs> it's called blunt force drama. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so he takes John Dory up to the roof. Um, and at, at this point, and he tells John Dory to prove his his uh, belief in how he feels about. About the tower, because John is like, look, I believe in this place. I believe what it can be, you know, and he said, if you truly believe in this, you know, then throw Howard off off the ledge. And um, so he does. He throws Howard over because he realizes it's going to be June or Grace if if he doesn't. Um, Well, first, there's the whole ultimatum. Yeah. The whole, well, no, he didn't do it. I placed the walkie. But at this point, he did he admit to placing the walkie? Right, yeah, right there in the rain. Did he's he, they're he about to throw Howard over, and he's like, "It's not fair." He didn't place. I placed the walkie, and that's when Strand starts laughing because he's all about, yeah. ha, 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 "You're just like me, con man." Oh, right, right, right. You know that whole thing. Because because then because then Strand gets even colder. He's like the deal still applies and like it's you know, yeah. like, like to throw, throw him over. over. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he tells him he's like no, I I said if you brought Mo um, Mo back and John brought Mo, like you didn't bring Mo back. Um, yeah, it's like the the technicalities here. Technicality. You got to throw him over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we should do more Strand depressions. These are fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want a big back and a shake. Not a vanilla, a strawberry. <laughs> You've got the cadence. <laughs> um so John again, John doesn't feel good about what happened and he as he's talking to Strand, Strand's like, "Well, his wife and kid, so this is where I don't get." It. He's like, "Yeah, his wife and kid were coming back." Um, they've been dead. We found them. They were turned for quite some time. And I'm like, how, like what, how, if they've been turned for quite some time, how would you know it was his wife and his kid? Like if they wore name tags, I I guess, because it's not like I'm, I'm imagining that they didn't stay at whatever house that like Howard said, she took my son and left. So it's not like they were hiding out at, at, at his house, like he moved out and they were still that, like he would have gone to the house, the house they were staying in to search for them after everything went to hell. I'm assuming. So I, I don't know the whole thing. And maybe it was just strand. Being it was either strand lying or it could yeah. be that they did find them and they are dead, but they weren't when they were found. Just saying. Yeah. Just the whole like, Oh, they've been turned for some time. I'm like, really? You were able to, to, it's all that decomposition, and you figured out that was Howard's wife and his kid. Okay, it, sure. Yeah, it's a it's a stretch to be like he knew this like, the what? whole time. Although at the same, I do enjoy um, how cold he still is about. It. It's like, yeah, I had the family. I knew what was going on. And he's just yeah. like, let him be, and let him like serve him anyway. All that crazy. Um, so he's he's he Strand uh, tells John Dory he'll give him Howard's room, and you know he can get rid of all that junk if he wants. So clearly strand isn't as invested in all these fine history things as maybe 
we're led to believe at the at at the end of last season when he first showed up there. Um, and at this point, we see that John Dory has started drinking again and drinking hard, yeah, like on the sauce. Yeah, so. he is he is off the wagon, uh, and it, it is and and the wheels are off. Um, and he even has a, a drink with uh, uh, with with uh, with John Dory. Oh, oh, the other the other. I'm sorry. The other thing when uh, when um after he throws Howard over and all that, he, he's like, you get his apartment and his things. He says, consider it a signing bonus. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> it's the instant this guy that's been serving him is dead. He's like, yeah, here, have his stuff. <laughs> have his stuff. Here's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just does not care. He's so self-involved. Like, fuck anybody oh, yeah. else. Like, By the yes. way, I meant to go back and freeze it and blow it up because I could not make it out. What were the plaques on the boots in his room that Dory was looking at? I don't know. Best Forge writer? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I just was like, I, I thought maybe they were some important historic. I'll go back and look. I just, I, I wasn't sure, and I never went back and looked, so I thought maybe you guys saw it. But no. Uh-uh. I don't know that it has any relevance. I was just curious. Do you? Um, John's drinking. He's, he's super. He's super drunk. Yet still yeah. later on. Yes. Yes. Again, um, this, this, is a, this is a sixty-plus-year-old man with radiation poisoning. That's horrible. That's drinking himself to death. But in a moment, he can still get up, grab a gun, and be like, "Yeah, let's kill some zombies." Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Nothing phases this guy. <laughs> yeah, especially when he's been like on the wagon for a very long time. So it's not like he's, you know, got tolerance build up yeah. or anything. Like that. I'll say this. Keith Carradine sells the hell out of all of this. He is very good in this show. And, he, oh, and, yes. it's, and it's a shame that he's not here after this episode, but he yes. is like, as much as we're ribbing on the show, Keith Carradine's bringing it home. Like he's doing the work to make this. Oh yeah. Tolerable. Yes. Um, so strand tells him he's taking Mo. Um, and he knows June and grace were in on it. Um, and and John's like, well, you can't take, you know, her away from, you know, her mother. And and and, and Strand calls Grace a stand-in. Like yeah. it's it's like it's not even his real her real mom. It's like she's a stand-in. Um. So clearly, you know, again, Strand using that to kind of justify his own actions. Um. You, you know, and and the fact that you know this, you know, how attached could she be to this kid because you know it's not even her kid. Um. So Strand, you know, again, he's he just thinks he's got it all figured out, stands over by the window and John Dory picks up the pistol and instead of just shooting him and being done with it, he yep. whacks him over the head mm-hmm. um, and he looks at Mo and says she's his legacy. Um, so that's it. So I don't know. We'll, I don't get an to answer it, for this. Um, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. Because what does he think? Okay, so he's his deal is okay. I'm going to take Mo. I'm going to get the rest of them to help me get out, and then I'm going to get Mo to Morgan or you know, to Morgan because he's ready contacted Morgan on the radio. This this is some. What clumsy. does he think is going to happen to Grace and June and the rest of them that are in there now that this has happened? Like, it, doesn't he think it's some clumsy as? writing like it, it, it's it, bad it, it's like every step you take it it's like if if the writers were like sideshow bob surrounded by rakes every step they've taken is bad here <laughs> like it just it's it's so ridiculous where it's like we've the corner we've boxed ourselves into 
was not solved, but we just went on anyway and acted like nobody would notice. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense why he would I mean, just kill Strand, given that scenario. Like, it, they, they it, wrote themselves into the worst possible angle and then did the worst possible thing to get out of it. Where it's like, what is yeah, because on? if John, John Dory truly believes in this place, if, if he kills Strand and just basically goes to everybody else and is like, hey, free, you know... It, Everything's free and open now. I'm not ruling with an iron hand. Let's let let's you know. It's not like everybody's going to turn on him. Like Wes might, because he's all in now. No, Wes is out for Wes. Like if Wes realizes he can kind of, we'll get to Wes own... next episode. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I, I have, I, I, weird, I have missed, weird thoughts on Wes. <laughs> you you missed my eye roll as I said that. Oh, yeah, so. I, know, gotcha. I, I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh... a. <laughs> I I not only did they start. They wrote themselves into that corner. They doubled down on it. Like, okay, he didn't shoot him. He knocked him out. Okay, I would have shot him, but okay, whatever, fine. But then, instead of tying him up and gathering the resistance and figuring out a plan to make things better while he suits up in his uh, pseudo-armor, to take Mo, it just, they, he should have shot him, didn't, fine, should have tied him up, and the the resistance should have started, you know, resisting more, um, but didn't, and then now we're, at this point, I don't know, this show makes zero sense to me right now. I mean, mean, Wes found him, so, I mean, even if, even if John tied him up, like, I mean, Wes still would have found him, um, but and, in the time that Wes found him, he wrapped himself up in the armor. They got, I mean, they did all of that stuff. So there was time there somewhere. They had time to restrain Strand and do something about him and get Mo out. Or why get Mo out? You've just taken over the tower. There's no need to get Mo out. Well, yeah, I, that, mean, I mean, that's my... That's, that's the main like, thing. Yes, if, I, I don't if, care about, if, you know, the timing, whatever. It's, you know, it's a show. They'll write it however they want to. It's just zero you, you, sense. They could cut off the head right then, and they didn't. And that's a stupid... That's a, it's a choice that's only motivated by the fact that, you know, this, this show needs to continue, as opposed to what narratively makes sense, given what they've just shown us. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll give it a pass on is Senior was drunk at the time, so... We'll give him that, you know, maybe he didn't think straight, but still. I don't know, think straight enough to suit up and go out in the middle of yeah, with a baby yeah, with the zombies. Um, just bad writing well, all around. So that does get us down to when he suits up, because this, this leans into my thoughts on the whole symbolism thing that they're going for. And it's not expressly made clear, but when John gets dressed up to go out of the walkers, he looks a lot like Don Quixote. Like it doesn't oh, look sure. like it doesn't look like that's an accident. Like it looks like very much like they've dressed him up purposely to look like Don Quixote as he's yeah. uh, got like this very specific kind of armor, even the the helmet that he's wearing. And yes, he's, it's a know, World War One doughboy helmet. Exactly. And it you know, he's ostensibly near like a giant windmill. Like it, it's just yeah. <laughs> it felt very deliberate what they're going for. I don't know if the behind this I didn't watch that part. I don't know if they expressed that in there, but I would not be surprised if that came up. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Watch I did anything. watch it, and they did talk about Dory's little last stand thing, but I don't remember. I kind of zoned out a little bit because mm-hmm. I kind of don't care. <laughs> Fair. 
even the wiki doesn't mention this, but I still think. <laughs> as, yeah, it seems as, pretty, it seemed pretty as, explicit to me. A couple yeah. of us seem to have some literary devices that we can like exploit for the sake of this episode. It, oh no, I mean it, it occurred to me too. It's just yeah. yeah, and just the whole haphazard nature of the outfit he's wearing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Very, yeah. I mean, clearly. Um. Uh, so yeah, so he suits up. He takes Mo, and uh, Wes wakes up Victor. And the Rangers descend upon June, Grace, and Wendell as, as you know John gets out. And at that point, they realize like, oh no, that that you know John can't get out through the basement. It's all flooded, so the only way out is through the front door. Um, John is able to make it through. Like, he, of course, he's bit. He's you know he he, well, he, he he stumbles across Zombie Howard at one point, which is also funny. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because he's on the ground, he's like ah, and it's like oh, it's Zombie Howard. <laughs> Um, and of course he's listening to, um, he's, he's, he's turned on the recording so Mo could listen because Mo likes the singing Mm -hmm. and it's John Tory and Grace, uh, singing to Mo on the tape, um, which, which was pretty strange. Um, and that's what we hear, um, uh, as, as John Tory takes, takes, uh, takes Mo out. Um, he, he gets to like Morgan, and I'm looking at Morgan standing like outside, with, like just waiting for job. Like you could have helped, like it's not, a little bit. Yeah. He's just like standing there, like what's yes. going on with Morgan? You, you could have just you know gave him a little bit of a hand in all of this. Yes, and they're singing "Sunny Boy" on the recording, hence yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, title yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Strand, you know, he calls for the end this antenna because obviously he wants to widen his broadcast. He gets on the radio, warns Morgan about, you know, you know, what's going to happen. Um, and strand is, is going to put the call out. So at this point he's, he's won the he's battle wide- today, Morgan. Yes. He won the battle. Yes. Um, but he is going to widen out the call for people to come to the tower to build up this defense because he knows now that now that Morgan has Mo, there's nothing keeping him, from attacking the tower, except, you know, Grace, June, and Wendell. But yeah, I you still know. don't quite understand that logic, but okay. Uh, why doesn't he always have this antenna out? I, I don't I it's an antenna. understand that either. Like, what, 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 what are we risking here? Just in case one of the low-flying CRM helicopters, you know, you don't want <laughs> yeah, it to. Exactly. Yes. Because so. I didn't notice him having a, a, a light at the top of that antenna you know to warn off yes aircraft aircraft so. yes. all right probably, that was howard's job <laughs> yes that was Howard's job. nice he just stands up at night with a big candle <laughs> yeah <laughs> then he has to collect wax in the morning that's one of his daily tasks <laughs> that's why they have one of the beekeepers you see <laughs> yes all right, so that's Sunny Boy. Oh, john uh, died we i didn't really think we talked about john dying but like he yes, you know, yeah he yes, got so bit he, and he went back in Yes. Uh, why did he go back? Oh, because he was already bit. To, to, yeah. Yeah, to keep them from going after Morgan. So it just kind of like as a, you know, basically come get me, boys. And, and you know, that way they'll they'll just devour him instead of going after Morgan. Even so. though the and, next even though the next episode though, is Morgan yes, takes all the zombies. <laughs> yes, that, that exactly. was my thing is, is and I don't mean to criticize seniors uh, noble death, but I mean. You're going to die. They're going to eat you. But can't you take out a few of them before you go? I mean, you got 
the whole I sacrifice, mean, like, again, it's more symbolic than anything, but at the same time, it's like, that seems like a horrible way to go. <laughs> like, I wouldn't yes. want to, like, go, like, how am I going to die? I have a, I'm known for my gun. I could probably shoot myself, or I could get, like, bitten thousands of times while I'm still alive and feel the pain of zombies eating me? Like, uh, because oh as long God. as he's wiggling on the hook, it keeps them there in place and not going after Mo. There's not like they're not they're not that fast. Like it's yes. not like it's not like Morgan's gonna have trouble getting away from them. <laughs> well, Morgan's not exactly a young man anymore, and he's carrying a baby. I mean, as we see in next episode, it does not matter. <laughs> yes. Well, that's next episode. That's a whole other script and a whole was, other director. I wasn't concerned with his the the speed of his gait this episode either. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that is where we end Sunny Boy. So how many Tobies do we give Sunny Boy? Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to give it two and a half. I, I, I don't know. Generous. Yeah, I mean, again, the performances, I mean, I like, uh, you know, I like what Keith Carradine is doing. I like what, um, uh, you know, the, the, you know, Howard's performance, like even the strand, you know, crazy strand stuff is, oh, you know, fun. it's, it's, like, that's, a, that's a highlight. If anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, there are just some story choices in this thing where I'm just like, I don't understand the purpose of what's going on here. Like this, it just seems like this whole siege of the tower tower stuff is just getting drug out way too far. And it just seems like there's not really enough story to kind of make this work into what they're trying to build it into. So, that's what I got. Aaron, how many how many Tobies? Yeah, I'm a little more positive. I'm at a three because I do like these. Like, I was very engaged by this episode. There are giant holes that you can drive trucks, horses, anything through. But I was still like, I was with it as far as in the moment I was enjoying what I was seeing. I was yelling at my TV, which is my favorite kind of thing to do with The Walking Dead, because that means I'm very much engaged with the show. <laughs> it's like, I, I see all the things you could be doing, and I can't do anything to change it, but here we are. So, like, I felt good. Like, I was entertained. Like, I think that's what it's coming down to. Like, I, I see the issues, yet I was still, like, very intrigued by what was happening. I do I do like Keith Carradine a lot, so I was happy to, like, if he's going to leave, if he's going to exit this series, at least there are some strong notes for him to end off of. I do think, you know, yeah, Coleman Domingo's delivering every week, every time he's on this thing, so, like, no problems there. Um, and, um, yeah, no, I, 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 w- I was fine, like, engaging with this episode, even if it had, like, big problems. So three, three Tobies is fine for me. Rich? Yeah. <clears throat> this was just bad writing. Just, I, 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 I didn't really enjoy a lot of this episode i wasn't really that engaged except for a part here and there most of it i just this show is not following any kind of sensible logic even within this own script it contradicts itself and just i i don't know it's off the rails um i was gonna give it one toby but i'm gonna give it 1.5 because the 0.5 is uh keith carradine sign off bonus Wow. Okay. All right. So what did the Facebook group have to say about this week's episode? Yeah, we do got a few Toby ratings here from our uh, listeners over on the Facebook group, the w- the Walking Dead TV podcast, which is facebook.com slash group slash WTV podcast. 
uh, where we always post our posts for the Toby ratings and Buster ratings, so you can all log in with your thoughts, and we'll read them on the show as well. Uh, we have a couple here. One's from Kevin Barry. He writes, 3.5 pistol whips out of 5. Even though this was another moving of the chess pieces around the board, I very much enjoyed the JD Senior Farewell Tour. I would like this for this war to actually take place, but I have a feeling it won't actually happen because what group Madison is with will play a role and stop it from happening. We'll see. I feel like we're going to get some kind of war. But... Uh, let's see. Miguel just writes, this series has become too heavy. <laughs> and I'm thinking, now it's become too heavy? <laughs> 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 All right. Um... Kenneth Shorten writes, I give this episode a one. Did they, fi- did they fire all the writers from the first half of the season out of five? These first few episodes have been a total waste. I don't see why the tower is so important. At this point, why wouldn't Morgan just take this virus yes. to Alexandria, or at least out of the nuclear waste zone? Maybe you guys can explain to me why JD didn't just kill Strand, or why Strand didn't kill one or all of Morgan's people. Uh, Brad Holt adds, exactly. This show has jumped the chart big time. I only watched in case they decide to merge the shows before the TWD finale. So, yeah, mixed <laughs> thoughts on this yeah. episode. All right. Should we move on to the raft? Let's do it. Episode 13. This is kind of a Dwight and Sherry slash Morgan and Alicia episode. All in the um, family. That's what that's yes. what it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, Episode starts with who we find out is Sherry because she's all bundled up with the with the mask, pulling this um, capsule looking thing along the beach. And uh, Dwight ends up calling her on the radio and the thing like she pops it open and it's a like a lifeboat. It's like basically a tent that can sit on the water and she has a bunch of supplies that or she's getting. Or a raft. Ready. Or a raft. Yes, a raft. <laughs> Hence the title. <laughs> Um, oh, that's why it was called the raft. Yes. Um, but she lies to Dwight about what she's doing. So at this point, it's not real clear. Is like, okay, was she trying to make a getaway? Was she trying to, you know, you know, is she is she secretly working on the other side? Like, what's what's going on? Um, but she tells Dwight she was on a supply run. Um, and just, you know, cause like, oh, there was this one place that we didn't check and I went there and, you know, up oh, turns out it was, you know, there was nothing there. Um, and then Dwight says, well, they got a distress call and they need to go that this lady was on the run. She's surrounded. Um, and, and they got to get there and, and Sherry's like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll head back to the submarine and Dwight's like, nope, no time. We got to go now. I'm, I'm on my way. Um, so see this lady running. Um, she's completely surrounded and Dwight shows up, kills most of the walkers and there's one walker that's left. And again, this was a pretty gnarly, awesome looking irradiated walker with kind of the big blisters and boils all over it. And the red, you know, the kind of deep red from the radiation burns and stuff. It was, it was really cool looking. Um, and it's a, approaching this lady and she can't really get away. And of course, she could. Uh, she's just petr- petrified by the fear, apparently. It's yes, like, yes. Just move, lady. <laughs> yes. She, she, she's paralyzed. Um, Dwight's out of bullets. And, of course, you know, shot goes off. Uh, Sherry ends up killing it. Guitar playing um, on the soundtrack. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is like a goofy Western every now and then, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I enjoy. I enjoy, when, I enjoy when the show remembers, like, it's based off comic books. <laughs> yes. It's fun. Uh, 
this lady's name is Maya and uh, they hand uh, Sherry hands her a mask and tells her, you know, hey, you might want to keep her eye on it. This lady doesn't seem to know what's going on. Maya, she she doesn't yeah. realize that this is like a radiation zone and that the place had been nuked and everything else. She she got here on a boat um, and was able to kind of find her way here and, you know, got separated and everything else. Um, and ultimately, uh, Dwight ends up telling her to go to the tower to go to go to Strand's place. Which Sherry wasn't real keen on at first, um, but I guess I weren't really sure what to kind of what to do with her. Um, it's an interesting choice. Like, there's, I don't know. Like, there's not enough like depth to this stuff where I'm like, oh wow, that's really. It's just more like, oh, okay, yeah, go to the tower to be safe. That's kind of cold. I'm uh, as far as like spitting in the face of the army that Dwight and Sherry are a part of, but whatever. yeah, it's like, hey, we're trying to build this army to go attack this place, and we're sending this lady here, so she's either going to come back and bite us on the ass by 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 fighting us, or she's going to end up dead in the crossfire. To be fair, she's pretty useless. I mean, she couldn't even, you know, she just yeah, she stood couldn't even there. run away. <laughs> she couldn't even run away. <laughs> Radiated water. Um, but that also like brings me back to like, how is this town? Ta- like, there I guess there's just a lot of people, and it's like, what you gonna say when she gets there? What do you do? I, I I'm I'm really bad at getting rid of walkers. You're in the tower now. Like, what? Like, I don't yeah. know what her power is that's gonna in- intrigue her to Strand, but whatever. Uh, maybe Strand will just be like, well, we do have a few openings. What is it that? You yeah. Know, what is it that you do? <laughs> we do? We just lost an old man and uh, my former kiss ass. So. And the 17 people. Oh, yeah, yeah, the people we threw off the building. Well, you did what? Uh, We escorted off the building safely, (laughs) ma'am. Yes. (laughs) So if she has any skill at all. He's trying to reason his way out of this. (laughs) He, like, accidentally admits guilt. (laughs) Tries to walk it back. (laughs) (laughs) No, officer. (laughs) They were like that when I got here. (laughs) Yeah, yes. <laughs> cover it up with some amica cream. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a smear down the side of the building. Um, so Morgan, at this point, Morgan calls on the radio. He's coming in hot. Um, and we find out that all of the zombies from the previous episode that were outside Strand's tower, um, Morgan was able to kind of between Morgan and John Dory kind of stirring things up. They were able to kind of get all those walkers to um to follow him and so at this point Dwight Dwight calls Lucy and says hey where was that crater um so the 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 goal now is that you know Morgan is going to try and lead them away into the crater so they can just kind of you know what's a few more zombies given you know what's all in there and at that point the zombies are away from the uh the tower and it kind of leaves an opening until you know obviously that evening Strand will turn the light back on and then obviously more will start coming in, but they've kind of got this opportunity where they can, you know, quickly gather up and the intention is to go raid, raid the tower, um, while they have this, this window of opportunity. Um, and, and Sherry's kind of questioning their decision to, to do all this. And like, you know, she's, she's very, Obviously, we we kind of find out why later on, but up until that moment, it's very much like, what's her deal? Like, what's going on? It's it's not very clear as to why she's acting the way she's acting. Um, yeah. They find Morgan, um, and at that point, they start getting shot at. So a bunch of the the 
Rangers have shown up and, and start opening fire and they have to take cover. And Morgan's concerned that, okay, the, the, the Rangers are going to show up and be able to divert, you know, the, the, the horde back to either, either take them off in another direction and then, you know, uh, strand them more easily able to get them back to the tower. Um, and, and it'll kind of mess up their, their opportunity. There's a lot um, of lemmings logic in this week's episode as far as yes. like, as long as we have these first few, the the giant line that's behind them, they're fine. They'll do whatever. But as long yeah. as we get the, the head of this thing going, it's all going to be good. Yep. Uh, Morgan hands off Mo to Dwight and Sherry and um and then should, she's in there like they're like should should she be with her father? And he's like, she should be with anybody that's going to get her to safety. And then yeah. they take off. <laughs> yes. And, of course, then they come across Wes, and he wants to take Mo. And this is where they kind of have this, you speaking of Western, like they're all like yeah. stand off on the horses, right? Like mm-hmm. Sherry and, and Dwight, in you know, and Wes is – you know, is, is facing towards him. At first I thought maybe like, okay, maybe Wes is going to confess to being a double agent at this point and just be like, Hey, I thought so too. That's take, what I was hoping take for. Off. Yeah. I was yeah. hoping for that. I was hoping for that. Like, that but I, it's credit to the show because I called bullshit on one day. When we, when we talked about this last week or whatever, two weeks ago that maybe Wes was doing this, even though, the show's logic did not suggest to me that he would be doing this at all. So credit to the show, I guess, for not going down that that route, even though yeah. that would have been cooler than Wes just being an asshole now, which I don't like either. <laughs> like it's just not. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like okay. Yeah, that seems like a weird character. <laughs> like Wes was Wes was cool, and now he's not cool anymore. Now he's just like yeah. a jerk. And it's like what like what what was his logic like because of what's her name because of um. <sighs> Uh, Daniel and what's what's her name? Luciana. Uh, Luciana, thank you. Because Luciana was like, I have to like pretend a thing to make Daniel do this other thing. He's like, Oh, that's too bad for you. I should go be with the sadistic tower guy instead. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. but then later his whole thing is, well, no, because Alicia was going to lead me to something better and promised all of this, and she lied or whatever. Everybody has <laughs> is hung up on Alicia on this thing that she promised. Like, what does she know? <laughs> Jesus, everybody believed, believed in her a lot. You got whole groups that are against her. (laughs) But Strand is literally throwing people off of the roof. Yeah, I I know. Like, is evil. So I don't, like, a slight deception to, you know. For a greater good. For a greater good. Always bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a bridge too far. The allegiances in this are just, they're so petty. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So Sherry fires the gun, and of course it doesn't spook their horses. It only spooks Wes's horse. Damn straight. Um, and, and Wes <laughs> Wes gets knocked off, um, and they're able to get away. He should have so, broken his leg. <laughs> yeah, have a horse like that. Yeah, and of course they don't kill Wes. They just leave. Um, should have spit on him. <laughs> dang man! Oh, wow, harsh. Instead, Dwight's just like, look at my ugly face. If you you should think about the words I had to say. <laughs> I don't um, know if it's because of the color filter or like just the quality of my HD, but Dwight's face looked like particularly gnarly this week. Like, the, it, I, oh no, you I, know it's I, funny. I, I was thinking too. exactly the same thing, right? Yep. Like it seemed like the makeup team is like, let's step it up a notch this week for yes. some reason. 
Yeah, it seemed yes, it did. It seemed like a, a, a yes, a, a new application, right? Because uh, yes. like in the past, it's like, oh yeah, that's right, he does have that thing. Like it's like somehow we've gone past this, but now it felt like it came back of a vengeance. <laughs> it's funny how you say that because I was thinking at the time, and I'm like, nah, it's probably just because I haven't seen him in a couple weeks, and and now you mentioned it too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, it seemed like also his other eye had damage around it and i was like did i miss something did he get more damage or it, 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 yeah. it just seemed like there was more detail like and yes yeah, so yeah it is what it is <laughs> um so we cut back to morgan he's kind of out in this wasteland looking area and all of a sudden this car explodes next to him and it kind of just dis- again disrupts the walkers and he you know he runs for cover because he doesn't know what's going on Alicia sneaks up on him, and of course it was her. She blew up the car, which I thought that was kind of a funny moment because like Alicia sneaks up on him, and he and Morgan's like, "Oh man, you know we gotta, we, you know something bad's going on," and she's like, "No, that was me." <laughs> yeah, um, I, don't sneak up on people, lady. <laughs> like, this is not yes. the place for this. <laughs> not a not a man with a gnarly axe either. Um, um, and then Morgan explains what's going on. Like, he's like, no, we need to, I'm trying to get this horde, you know, to, to keep going. You know, we need, so he starts firing his gun and they start you know, trying to, to, trying to, um, uh, bring him back in line. Uh, and then Morgan and Alicia kind of get into this back and forth where he's like, no, we got to make this run. We got to do this. And Alicia's like, no, we need more people. We don't have enough. Strand has, uh, you know, has all these, you know, all these, you know, this, this whole army and is, you know, and it's all fortified. And Morgan keeps going, well, we, you know, we've got these people, we got your old, you know, group of people. We've got, you know, like we, we have Morgan's trying to make the case like, Hey, we have all these people that you were basically trying to pull in to do this before. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's not good enough. Um, and, and at this point she agreed to help Morgan at least to get the walkers like marching where they, where they need to go. Um, Lucy at this point gets on the radio, talks to Dwight and says they have to leave the sub because it's starting to leak radiation. So clearly I'm assuming it's a nuclear submarine. It's been beached. It's the reactors probably not being maintained. Um, and there's probably some, some business going on with, uh, with a nuclear reactor on the submarine. That yeah, something about a beached submarine in an apocalypse doesn't seem like it's going to be very safe for too long. Uh, no, no, not a nuclear submarine. It, it, uh, that, Got to find an old diesel one. That's right. Um, so d- then they have this. Dwight and Cherry have this weird exchange where he's wanting to go in her bag and look for something, and and she's he's like she's like why why are you go like it's just this whole thing like he he just kind of almost irrationally out of the blue just feels the need to start rummaging through her bag like aggressively. Um, and he finds all these navigation charts and stuff in there, and she's he's like, "What's going on?" And then she tells him, "Well, I was getting the raft ready to launch, and she was doing it for him, um, meaning she wasn't going to go with." And she's she's worried that she doesn't want him to go back into, like, if 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 Dwight gets to the point where he realizes that the tower is the only way to go. That she's worried about him going back into the tower and being Strand's guy like he was Negan's. Like basically he's going to fall back into, you know, old habits um, because that's what he'll think he needs to do to keep at least keep Sherry safe at this point. And this this wasn't my for sure moment, but my first suspicion that she was pregnant. I was like, there's got to be a reason. And then when she was bringing up 
I don't know. I'm like, why would he do that? Only if there was something with Sherry. And that's when I was like, nope, that makes sense. That's why they have Mo in this episode with them. Like, I bet she's pregnant. I wasn't sure, sure at this point, but that's my thought right then. Yeah, that was a good guess because I didn't. At this point, I didn't think I didn't think that was that was a thing. I thought it was her gonna leave again because she is so flip floppy and waffly about everything. But once she said, "Oh no, I was sending you away for that reason," I was like, "Yep." She's most likely pregnant or dying. It was one of the two. She was either dying or pregnant. Yeah, or both. Um, So at this point, Wes and the Rangers roll up, find him. Uh, Dwight offers to give up Mo. And his logic at this point, even though this is all a fake out, is to say, well, if if Sherry thinks that he's doomed and he's going to go back to his old ways, then so be it. Um, But it was all a fake out. And he. Takes ends up taking out two of two of the Rangers. Wes attacks them, um, and so they're trying. They're kind of scuffling, and he tells Sherry to, to take Mo and and leave, and so she she takes off. And that was good because I bought into that. I thought he was actually. Saying, yeah, I did too. So I, I did too. Yeah. Um, come back to Alicia and Morgan, and Morgan asks how she's doing. You know. Uh, with everything and she says well she still has the fever at night and has nightmares now i don't know what kind of sickness only gives you fever at night but you know night but, fever yeah night night <laughs> fever night fever yeah saturday night fever exactly yes uh-huh. yeah it's a weekend uh, disease yes not to be confused with the weekend who has a disease well <laughs> maybe maybe this is how they're going to introduce some form of lycanthropy into the walking dead universe because that tends to be a night fever kind of thing yeah to require blood um so we find out that grace left morgan a note on the recording and it said to go you basically to take mo and leave and get as far away as possible and don't don't let Morgan take her that he needs to keep Mo safe. Um, and Morgan decides at this point, if they don't take the tower, he's going to go like, he's going to go and take, take Mo to, to, to safety. Um, Dwight catches up with uh, Sherry and they come across the bunker. They see a, a piece of furniture that says something that says the Franklin hotel. Um, and then this is where they talk to Alicia and they find out that this is the bunker that under the, the Franklin hotel that Alicia was put, you know, where Teddy put her, you know, at the end of the the previous season. Um, and then, so they go inside this bunker, they try and close it all off. Of course, the, the secure lock to the door isn't working. Um, and this is where Sherry kind of admits that she might be pregnant. Um, and she even tells Dwight that she took a test and hasn't looked, she, she took a test and hasn't looked at it yet. And that's why she freaked out about the bag. So it wasn't even the navigational charts and stuff that were in there that she was worried about him finding. She was worried about him finding the pregnancy test. Um, and that's why she, and so then again, this becomes even more clear because then she's like, that's why she thinks she would, he would go to strand because if he realized that Sherry was pregnant and and potentially in danger or at the point where the only way for for her to be safe is to go is to be in the tower that he would cut any deal do anything he could and if that meant going up to strand and saying look i'm i'll you know i'm with you i'll be your your guy whatever to keep her safe that she would do it and she didn't want to 
get to that point where that was a possibility for him. So that all kind of made some sense. Yeah. She, I, she is terrible. <laughs> wow. Okay. It, it at least explained some of the incons- what was perceived inconsistency and her, you know, kind of irrational uh, behavior, in my opinion. So irrational. And I mean, that's her character in a nutshell. She's like, if you were to make her a D&D character, she is chaotic neutral. She goes with whatever her mind goes to first. Her, she has irrational thoughts on everything. She's a damn hell of a smart fighter and everything like that. But when it comes down to anything that makes any logical sense of a right decision, she always does the opposite. And that is prevalent throughout everything with her character, but especially in this episode. I just, I, she's a terrible character. She's been through it, man. She's been through quite a bit. So, yeah, they all have. Yeah, but kind of being concubined this to a madman, <laughs> stripped from your husband while you watch his face melt, you know that'll that'll kind of mess you up. I don't know. I don't have much to say about the nature of who these characters are. I because whatever they've dealt with stuff. I feel like my. The fact that I'm less devoted to this relationship than I was to say June and John, for example, that speak go. that speaks more to why I'm fairly ambivalent towards how this is playing out. Because like, okay, yeah, these are people on the show. I I like Dwight well enough. Sherry's fine. Like, I just don't. She's the the thing I had was like, you know, we had that long period where Dwight was like looking for Sherry, right? Right. But the whole thing was, I didn't. I don't think we got much of an impression of Sherry to begin with for me to be that invested in his search for her. So now that I was happy when they found her though, because the freaking search was over. I was so tired of the notes and the nonsense. Sure. I was for sure she was dead and I was kind of hoping it just, you know, when he, I don't know. I just, I just depended on whatever it depended on if the show that Chris, Dean Evangelista was on if that you know kept going or not before she yeah. she'd have to come back to the log. Regardless, um, the fact that she came back, it's like okay, that's cool. I don't have much of a thing, you know. You know there's not much of this character for me to latch onto compared to other characters where I like I really care about this story. At the same time, it's like they're they're fine. They're doing the job. Like I, I the fact that they get tied more into the western aspects of this series that amuses me. So like I'm in. I do like that. Yeah. I do yeah. like that. And even you know being away from the tower, we get more of the cool cinematography in general because of the nature of the the world that they're living in. So it's like all right, I can deal with right. the frontier side of this series for a little a little bit, even if it's with characters I'm less enamored with compared to you know Morgan or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, so we find out they get to the crater, uh, and it's empty. There's, there's no, there's no walkers at the, the crater. Um, which now they're like, what happened to all these walkers? They were, this is supposed to be full of them. Um, back inside the, uh, the bunker, they, uh, Sherry finds Alicia's, uh, muzzle weapon, you know, stabby thing, uh, that she had, you know, before all this crazy the, stuff, the sharpened happening. barrel. This, this, yes, this, yes. Um. So then they decide, okay, well, they'll trigger the fire alarm to lure the walkers because they realize that Morgan and and Alicia are going to be basically walking right overhead, and that 
they think maybe if the alarm goes off and it's loud enough that they'll hear it from the outside and it'll actually attract the walkers that direction. And they'll be able to, because the, the rangers have, have kind of come in. Um, so they find a tunnel to, to head out uh, through, which is funny because they start to go through the tunnel and it's kind of implied that they're, that the walkers, that there's so many of them, they're shaking the ground and causing the tunnel to kind of be unsteady. And then they cut out. And it's like a line of walkers, like what two by two or three by three or something like that. Like, like it, it just mm-hmm. it seemed like okay, this isn't a column of tanks running. Yeah, through. you it, didn't it, see the whole the they didn't wi- do a wide enough shot though, Russ. You didn't see the part of the zombie line that was actually a zombie conga line, and that much movement from that the undead. I don't know. I could see it. It's possible. I'm sure. There. I did, um, we also didn't see like once they get inside the bunker, there's a whole like uh, clipboard check-in process where you know they check yes. the names off, and yes. you know it's like uh, Emmanuel Johnson, and you know, then one zombie raises his hands like, <laughs> and then it's like it's like Emmanuel A Johnson, not me, and then another one raises his hand, <laughs> <laughs> and you know some of them probably don't have the proper ID on them. You know, it's just yeah. Well, they're reaching into pockets that have like, decayed off their body. They're just like yeah, putting their yes. hand constantly on their leg, and it's just rubbing more skin off their body. <laughs> <laughs> I do have another question. I think there's an answer to this, and I just don't remember it. But the tower, I get it. It's a safe place and all that. Now, down in the tunnel area of this bunker is not necessarily a safe place, but why don't they use this instead of the sub? Why are they worried about the tower? It seems like they didn't the know where this place part was. Of... They stumbled upon this place by accident. But Alicia knew. Well, right, but Alicia hasn't been with them. But she's been with them since she got out of this bunker. The bunker's kind of limiting, though. Like I, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's the best place to be. It's not a. a I mean, it's collapsing. It doesn't have <laughs> it's a, a radioactive leak in it. Well, oh, 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 okay. compared to the, compared it, to the sub, sure, I guess. But yeah, they, like Russ said, they didn't know it was a thing to begin with. To like, because they didn't even know where it was until they found it. So. I mean, they'd have to move all of the supplies and everything from the sub to here. Not only that, but oh, this had geez, to be like you know. Oh, I forgot. U-Haul doesn't exist, so yeah, they couldn't possibly find a way to get it. I mean, come on. Well. Too, just, the hotel I, is, I'm surprised they've been on the sub as long as they have, really. Honestly. The sub is sealed, too. Like, th- Don't forget, like they, they're not getting exposed to radiation by being inside the sub. Yeah, that helps. That that, that hotel is gone. Like, th- There's no hotel left. So it was clearly somewhere near ground zero or, or close enough to it that the, that the blast literally took out the hotel to the point where the bunker – you know the the out the exterior of the bunker is even kind of messed up. So okay, but why is it now that they know the bunker is there and that it obvious they they, could, they already got a plan, Rich. They already got a plan. They got to put zombies somewhere now. It's like okay, there's the one place we can stuff a bunch of zombies. So we got to stuff them in there, and they already have a plan of getting the t- like. And they're they're optimists clearly. Morgan certainly is. Their whole plan is to we got to take that tower. So like they're not going to just settle for some crappy bunker that's about to collapse any second. They got to stuff zombies in there for one thing anyway. If they're going to go after Strand next minute, they ideally they win. They take the tower. They got a whole place to live. Yeah, I mean that sub is a you know it's kind of one way in, one way out. 
it's sealed up from radiation. There's radio equipment and stuff inside so they can actually communicate. I mean, there's a lot of tactical advantages of being in that sub as yeah, opposed but also to the subs. The, the sub sucks now. It's got a leak. It's like we can't. Do well, it exactly. Doesn't have, and it I'm does saying now, at the same time they find this leak and they can't stay there. They now have this bunker that if they fortified it, it would be a great place to stay. They don't have the, they don't have the time for that, Rich. They got to put zombies somewhere. They got they lost their crater plan. So they got to do something else. So now that yeah, now the bunker becomes the 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 depot for for zombies, so they can seal them back in. Because at this point, they're 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 attacking Strand's tower like today, like they're going like now. Before he gets the the beacon up and you know brings in more random stray walkers you know to surround the place again, so TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's just something not logical about the way they're doing things to me, anyway. Rich, it's a show about a marching band of zombies they gotta like put somewhere before they go siege a tower with like 20 guys like <laughs> the, the, the soundness of all this is not really the thing I'm questioning well I know but I'm just saying why do they have to siege let those zombies go let him draw them back whatever you've got this bunker now you can at least stay there long enough to strategize to either figure out a solid plan to take the tower this bunker seems or, to suck like no one's or, in there like, they can't get in. in they, 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 yeah, I mean, they're locked out. They can't get in the door because of the, like that was the whole thing, right? They went inside the, the the entrance and then they couldn't get inside the actual main bunker because yeah, that's the, the, yeah, that's the thing. They figure something out. Well, this is where they're at. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I agree with Alicia's first conclusion of this is not the time. I just don't feel they're ready. I don't know. I think it's going to be a disaster. Who let the zombies out of the crater, you think? I don't know. know. That's my question. Is Who let is the you... dead out? Who? Who? Because I don't think it's Strand. No, it wouldn't be, that wouldn't make any sense. I honestly thought it was a blonde dorky dude that died in the uh, birdcage the other week. No, because no, he, he had a greater he plan. Yeah he, told, yeah, he told them about it to begin with, and there was some greater plan he no. had in mind for it. Yeah, and I thought that that was going to be something about leading them out to go at the... I don't know. Maybe... I, I don't know. I got that impression, so I thought maybe he was the one that initially started them to get out of there. I don't I know. Mean, you know. There's the whole Madison factor that we haven't got to yet, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah, that's well, <clears throat> maybe that's how this all ends, right? Is that's how they, they end up chasing Strand out, is they just unleash this god-awful horde, you know, on... Uh, who knows? I don't. I don't even want to speculate. Oh, I, would, I mean, given the way the show goes, and we lose locations every season, I assume the tower is going to go down. <laughs> like, not, not, yeah, this season's not going to end with Morgan triumphantly standing on the top of the tower, pissing into the wind. <laughs> like, it's going to end with the thing being on fire. And they're like, I go, oh, I guess we got to go to you know Wisconsin now or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yes. I mean, I guess it doesn't help too that they've pre- they've already announced that they're not filming in Texas anymore. So no, there clearly, you go. there's, there's going to be a change. Wisconsin, of venue. it is. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta finish this. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta wrap this up. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they um trigger the fire alarm. Um. And Sherry and Dwight uh go to head out through the tunnel. The Rangers get overrun by the Walkers. Um. Sherry and Dwight, of course, are stuck in the tunnel, and they take this opportunity to have their tender moment and look at the the pregnancy test. And of course, it's 
positive. So uh, Sherry is indeed pregnant. Um, it's a, yeah, it, it had a symbols. It had um, baby, baby pirates, and pirates are wild, of course. So yeah, <laughs> she was pregnant. <laughs> yes. Um. So at this point, they kind of like reinforced, like you know, reinvigorated. They're going to be this family, and they're going to, you know, they're going to do this thing, and and you know, they're not going to run. And it's like she ate a bowl of spinach. It's like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, she, she picks up the the muzzle and starts starts digging out. And of course, they get through. As we as um, we all know, dangerous collapsing tunnels could easily be gotten out of as long as you just keep digging through it, and you know, right. it'll just work out. Yep. Boulders, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, that's how so they uh, find what's her name. That's how uh, the Eternals. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot her name. Uh, Connie uh, was able to get out of, the, of her situation. She just dug her way out and uh, yes, found her way back. Um, but they catch up to Morgan and Alicia because they're like, okay, let's go back to the sub, and and then Sherry and and um, Dwight say, well, no, we can't because they've had to leave the sub. It started to leak radiation. Sub's no good anymore. Sub sucks and, now. Yeah, sub sucks now. So at this point now, it's Morgan has decided he is going to take Mo and leave um, because he's got to get her away. And this is where Sherry says, "Oh, I think I have a way that you can get you know get out of in." They so they head to the to the to the raft. Where um, everybody is apparently. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they all convene there. Them. It's I'm like Daniel's coast. there, Luciana's there, fucking Chubbs is there, back from the dead, and Happy Gilmore. Like they're all there. Like it's, yes. it's, it's, it's all wonderful. Mo and Mo Collins are both Mo's yeah, are Mo there. Collins is, yeah, the the whole cast of Mad TV is there. Like Alex Bornstein's yeah. in the background as her character and Mrs. Maisel. It's weird. Like it's, the Tin Man is there. You were there, and you were there. Rich was there. Like everybody's there. Everybody's there to yeah. see off Morgan. Um, and so yeah, Morgan's going to leave and take Mo away. Yes, right. It's a weird, I don't understand yeah. that at all. It's a weird Actually, thing for the season. What I don't understand is okay. So that raft came from the sub, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. An American nuke sub has a crew of somewhere between 130 and 140, which obviously aren't going to fit on that one raft if they had to evacuate. Sure. Yeah. So that means there's got to be more rafts, and they know that this place goes to somewhere that's outside of the fallout zone. There's what a 40 of them ish or less. Go get the rest of the rafts. Get the hell out of the fallout. Maybe that's their backup plan. I hope it uh, yeah. is. I hope the end of this season is, oh, the tower's fucked. Let's go. And they go down a bunch of rafts and leave. <laughs> and then paddle up, paddle their way they paddle, Yeah, they paddle out there. Like, or like, it's like the end of Jaws. They just they just hold on and just start kicking their feet. And... Yeah. What day is it? Uh, Monday. Uh, Tuesday. <laughs> Used to be afraid of the water. <laughs> um, let's just recap Jaws now. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, so Morgan, that more. Morgan leaves. I like. What's the logic next week when Alicia comes to storm the tower? And, like, what Strand's gonna look out from the binoculars and call him on the radio? He's like, ah, I said you can't come here though because I'll kill Grace and Jude. He's like, no, Did because Strand want... because Morgan's not here anymore, so your rules don't apply. Now you can't kill them. <laughs> like, yes. Did, did you see the you know next week on? No, scenes? I don't watch those. I turn it off. I usually don't either, but I stayed to watch the after the episode thing. So I did see like. There's a scene, like, I didn't really watch closely, but I did catch this. There's a scene of Strand and Alicia drinking shots together 
and making some agreement. So I'm just inside the tower. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't I know don't, where I don't, I don't watch these, so I don't know this stuff. That's the point, Rich. <laughs> you don't need to dare well, tell I'm me what's happening. <laughs> is oh my god, it's just like the writing is. I, I'm I'm scared to see that's oh this season. How could they have such a great first half of this season and have such a terrible back half? I don't think it's a terrible. It's been terrible. There have been some episodes I'm not the most favorable on, but like I know what terrible looks like. We've watched this whole show. (laughs) If if you're saying these episodes are terrible, then you should have killed yourself during the first couple seasons of this series. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Didn't I talk earlier about going towards disaster? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Remember Curtis's stupid son? Like that. That was terrible. This, oh. is like, <laughs> this is fine. Like, this, this is tolerable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so real quick, do we think Morgan has he like he's not left the show, right? Like, no, or, or of course not. He'll come in swinging. Well, you know, according to some clickbait I saw earlier, they acted like he is, but it's like there is nothing that suggests that other than, oh, he's taking Moda safety. Yeah, My it. guess is he's going to be the one that runs across Madison, and then they're going to come in with the Calvary. That's we'll my what, guess. We'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. So that's uh, that's the raft. How many Tobys do we give this episode? So, Aaron, why don't you go first? How many Tobys I, I do you give the raft? I go three and a half. I liked it more than Sunny Boy. I mean, it's there's not like giant holes in the ground in the same way that that episode had. Like this would, I was engaged by what was going on. I I don't know what the no, there was a giant hole in the ground. Yeah, it was, they walked out of it, and it was empty. So mystery solved. Like I yeah. I don't know. Like it's I enjoyed the episode. I had a good time watching it. I think it had things being set up that I'm curious how they pay off. Yes, like there are superior episodes to this, but I'm not saying only three and a half Toby. So, you know, I thought it was fine. Rich. Yeah, well, I did enjoy this one more than I did the the Sunny Boy. Um, but I still feel like. I, I don't know what they're doing in that writer's room, but I'm really confused at some of the choices that they've made. Um like I said, I did like it better than last week. It did have a lot of good moments. I do like the the Daryl, you know, not Daryl. What's his name? Sherry Dwight. Dwight. I do like that, like you were talking about, Aaron, that whole Western vibe kind of thing with his scenes and whatnot. So I did enjoy that. So I'll give it two and a half right down the middle. It was a, it was okay. Uh, I'm going to give it three. I Again, I thought this was a better episode than Sunny Boy. I, I think in the beginning I had some real reservations about, you know, Sherry's motivation. I think some of that stuff kind of became a little bit more clear as the episode went on. So, um, yeah, I don't, again, motivation-wise, I think there's still some odd things going on with uh, with the show. But we'll see. Maybe it'll end strong. We've got, what, two episodes left? Um, yep. So we'll uh, we'll see how how things end up. So that's what we thought. What did the Facebook group have to say about we, this episode? We got a curious entry from Kevin Barry earlier before I posted the Toby post. We wrote, "I'm glad there's no place for me to leave a Toby rating. Maybe my opinion will improve after I get some sleep." 
So today he's writing back, one, I thought 24 hours later I would change my opinion, but it clearly has not out of five. <laughs> I don't think I liked anything from the episode. It was all over the place, and I hate the Morgan leads to leave on a raft only to set up a dumb Alicia army, which leads to a war over a tower that will only be destroyed, and it will give us the Madison return that maybe seven people actually want. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm excited to see the act. Hold on, hold on. I will will take that. I will take all this back. If Morgan gets to meet up with Rick, won't happen. Who has been living on an island off the coast of Texas with a volleyball named Carl? (laughs) (laughs) Carl. Carl. It's not Carl. It'd be named Coral. 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 (laughs) It's a volleyball with a piece of coral attached to it. It's it's (laughs) it's melted into the volleyball. (laughs) That was good. Thank you, Kevin Barry. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Real quick, Aaron, where can people find you on the net? Uh, I host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. My friend Abe and I discuss new movies on a weekly basis. A lot of fun. Got plenty of things coming up because it is the summer and there's going to be plenty of summer movies. I also write uh, reviews for We Live Entertainment. I cover the Walking Dead regular series as well as Atlanta over there as far as TV goes, but also all the movie reviews. Uh, I write uh, for WhysTheBlue.com for Blu-ray and Criterion interviews. Do some variety of stuff occasionally. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Rich? Uh, you can catch me on all the socials at ChubToad01. Excellent. You can catch me here, HHWLED.com, as well as Mr. Dr. Current, um, his Taylor network of podcasts over at Gotham by Geeks. Um, you can check that out weekly when we record. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. We have three more episodes to go. Not two more. We have three more episodes. Um, oh, yeah, which, this is 13. Yeah, okay. So which is doesn't seem like there's three episodes worth of story left, but I guess we shall see. Um, so maybe there'll be a good tied up conclusion uh, type of episode. So we'll see. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. And until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth. Who's-